Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Just like that? Just like that. Second hour is here. Friday edition, big college football weekend and NFL. Glad you're with us. 6th and Peabody is our location. Yeehaw Beer, Old Smoky Moonshine, the entire Outkick crew making it happen, as always, doing a fantastic job. Let's see. We have the Raiders coming to Nashville this weekend to take the take on the Titans. Oh, we got bigger news than that, though. Go ahead. Just breaking right now from front office sports. Taylor Swift expected to be the Super Bowl halftime performer. Jonathan Hutton called this the moment that uh, Pepsi is, was off. This is a no-brainer. I She's wish. the one that, you know, it's terms of – Star the biggest deal. person so, who hadn't done it. Yeah, that hasn't Apple, done it. Apple is now sponsoring this uh, through the NFL's the Apple halftime show, and within less than 24 hours, they've announced that Taylor Swift is the the act. They have tried to get her in years past, but her deal with Coca-Cola, Pepsi. Has, uh, no, no, no. She no, was yeah, with Coke. Yeah, yeah. Her Pepsi deal with Coca-Cola. It's the NFL deal with Pepsi that has kept her from partnering with the NFL and Pepsi on the halftime show. It's silly to have a deal with Pepsi. Which they no longer have. Well, it's not silly if you're paying the no. money that Pepsi was paying. I agree. I'll but take Coke it. should have had that. I mean, uh, they're, they're actually, Pepsi's being ridiculed for giving it up through like the, the big business, uh, sports business magazines, and they're shocked that Pepsi just threw the towel on it. I would take money from Mr. Pip if they were paying that kind of money. <laughs> Mr. Do, doesn't Pip matter the product. Tastes I'll better take than it. both. Um, um, that, that, Hutton, that's props to you because you called that one. Well, they, they have been trying. The moment oh, and, that Pepsi was out of that. She'll knock it out of the park, too. Yeah, she'll be terrific. She'll By the way, Fox job. has the Super Bowl. This is great for everybody. We'll be interviewing her. Let's go. Radio Row. Yeah. Uh, you think we'll get Taylor on? Nashville what connection? Slot, what <laughs> slot do we want? Uh, Wednesday. Sorry, Taylor. We, we're Wednesday, only, we only three. have the 4 o'clock hour open on this Wednesday day. Wednesday at 4. Have I told you guys what, um, and Chad, you were probably in the building at the time. Maybe not. No, no, no. We, we were all with Cumulus at the time. But they, they did a... So we were at the old studio. Oh, I, I do remember They the renovated. Story. So Kix Brooks told me this. Um, we were at the old studio. Kix Brooks and his American Country Countdown is in our old Titans radio studio here in Nashville. Renovated it to the nines. I mean, they, it looks phenomenal now. And Taylor Swift was coming through because they did a New York broadcast out of that studio but they treated it like it was in New York. It was strange. Blair something? Yeah, yes. And and so Taylor Swift came in to promote the new Red album, I believe is the name. Nothing in the room other than Red or whatever you were wearing was allowed. So, But but in the rider itself, there were M&Ms. There had to be a bowl of M&Ms, just Red M&Ms, which were not touched, by the way. I asked all... All these different candies, red only. It was just for camera content, not for anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's a look thing. That, that's fine. Some of the rider stuff gets ridiculous. I know we've talked about this. Oh. They put, most bands put like one small thing in the rider. 
to be able to check their people check on it to thing. make sure that they're paying attention to the ride. But can you imagine being so detached from reality that if you're Taylor Swift and you actually cared, I don't even know there if she's the one who cared. Red. It was someone in oh, her that's group. Oh, that's my like, But there are video. there are stars that would care. Yeah. About, so it's way weird. more about management and about Control. creative consultants and producers and everyone else. But just imagine a world, and this world exists, <laughs> where Taylor Swift would actually be upset if she walked in for and a five minute interview and saw something that she didn't like, like a, a green M M&M. and M. There are more celebrities like that than not, I fear. It's crazy. You know, that's why you don't want to meet your heroes because of things like that. And I don't even know if Taylor was the one that was, you know, uh, a stickler over it. Well, we know she was very nice uh, in the early stages. David Reed, our former producer, met her. I think she made him cookies. Yes. When she came to the radio yes. station for an interview. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. Um, guys, we've got a, a big game here in Nashville between two 0-2 teams because the loser is done. I've made, that, I've made uh, well, up that... Like Raiders, I, I'm gonna object to the loser is done thing. I know you're not satisfied with playoff berth, but the no. Titans can lose it, it this game and make the playoffs. It has turned into some soft, like oh, uh, pampering of this organization that they can make the playoffs somehow after there has been a a build to Super Bowl aspirations. That like all of a sudden the 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 objective and the goal has just been to be the seventh seed. Well, that, I, that's I'm not, not, I'm not, that's saying, not satisfactory that's, I'm not saying it's satisfactory, but you're not done, quote-unquote, done week three if you go 0-3 if you ultimately make the playoffs, which is a viable scenario for the Titans because the other teams in their division also suck. Raiders, if they right. lose this game, are done. Titans, well, if they lose this game, Are they, winning, are could they a concede? Super Bowl contender no. today? No. 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 And if they lose, they're absolutely well, not. Well, I'll, I'll say this. If I mean, they win, they're not either, you're by not, the way. Well, that, you're, that's fair, too. Paul, you're not technically done in that your season continues and you could make the playoffs. There's still some interest to your season. Any chance of meeting expectations right. ends on I mean, Sunday. I agree. I, think Brian, it, I mean, like, yeah, it you might could, have already ended. You could win a terrible division at nine and eight or eight and nine. It could be in this division, right? I mean, like, that could, could still be. happen, but I think lose on Sunday and any chance of meeting any standard that the fan base would put out before the season is over. Yeah. It ends. It may be over even with a, with a win. I mean, we'll have to wait and see well, no, some it, more it, time. Well, it's it, not may, there. it may not happen. I'm not going to say it's over. If they win, it's not over. No. no. But it may not happen either way. Uh, Here's sure. what the Titans have 0-3 to on me Sunday. means so much more than 0-2. The Titans are down to Rashad Weaver and Derek Tuska as their healthy and available edge rushers. Danico Autry will have to play outside. Joe Jones, who's not that good of an inside linebacker, Played some outside linebacker, but um, we know that uh, Harold Landry was lost for the season before the season. Bud Dupree is out as of today. Most teams don't have a great third edge rusher. The Titans certainly don't. Hopes are high for Rashad Weaver, but hopes are high for Rashad Weaver as a third, not as a first. Yeah. Um, and and look, this team is not deep. The Raiders also are not deep. That's kind of the hope here is, you know, uh, bad depth versus bad depth. We're waiting on Hunter Renfro. He's not. But, I don't think he's playing. Yeah, he's got a concussion. They'd be wise to sit him even if he was cleared. Guys like that, smaller receivers with concussions, tend based, based to get re-concussed quickly. They're did, not expecting him to play. Did he and get they, the concussion on that last hit? Yes, on the fumble. On the fumble. Yeah. yeah. It was a crazy thing because it's like his body was concussed. He got hit so hard in the chest. And it flung him forward, but I didn't see like head impact. 
on the play. They, he just they, got lit up. The Raiders feel a lot play. like the Titans in a way where they should be one and one at worst because of they I mean they led twenty nothing at halftime. But even in overtime, like where they fumbled, they could have easily just kicked the field goal with Carlson. Yeah. And it was returned for a touchdown, the game was over. I think um you know, at least they've got the we're a new regime, bringing in new people, all of that stuff. I don't think they've made the wisest decisions. You know, they're doing that thing where they go and sign or trade for a bunch of Patriots to bring in their guys, and they're not necessarily great. Mm-hmm. They've stripped out, I think, uh, you know, too many of the guys from the old regime who, sure, you don't like them, but you can minimize their roles, and they're still better than people you're going to find to replace you're them. You're mentioning you like ease Leatherwood. those out in a couple of years. They've got a starting guy on their offensive line who was Leatherwood's backup in college. <laughs> you know, that's pretty direct line there. Um, but Derek Carr's not going to be rushed very well in this game, and the Titans secondary has been horrific. Christian Fulton looks like he'll be back. That should help. Uh, but, you know, you can't feel good ab- about the Titans this weekend in Nashville based on the direction they're going and right. the people that they'll be missing and the way Derrick Henry's gotten started and the weak offensive it, it, line it, the Titans have. It's just so amazing to me, Paul, how quickly the objective has turned from, oh, they're winning the AFC South, to, oh, they're making the playoffs, to, oh, th- this, you know, we still believe in this team. They're a playoff team. What? Uh, okay, you, you want to make the playoffs. But in the, the, the tier, the, the stair step, I mean, they're, they're being compared more to like the Detroit Lions who are hopeful to make the NFC playoffs as a mediocre to average team this year. That's not where we had them. And all of a sudden, based on expectations within three weeks, I feel like it's almost a, a, a check mark if they make the playoffs, and that should not be the case. Well, I- there should be, they, they should be held to higher standards than that as an organization based on what they've accomplished the last four years. I get what you're saying, but I wasn't in the same place. I thought that they would probably be the fourth seed in the AFC playoffs and lose immediately on the So a fourth seed, they're winning their division. Right. I thought they'd be the worst division winner. I still think they're going to probably be the worst division winner, largely because the Colts look to have even you know well, the worse problems than I imagine, just like the Titans do. I think Tannehill's not a playoff quarterback, and they're going to fail in the playoffs just like they have. The, so I think they're going to wind what, up in the same place just that, with a wor- much worse regular season record. I don't think it's acceptable. I mean, the general I mean, manager, I think they probably the general manager gone was into crying at the combine, and all of a sudden it's just okay if they make the postseason. Well, well I don't, it, I'm not okay with it. I think that they didn't do enough personnel enough based on how they ended the season last year with what they went through, and now all of a, all of a sudden it's just like, man, if they, man, Vrabel's going to make the playoffs and we believe in the system. The system isn't working. I was out on it when they made the A.J. Brown move. I, I thought yeah, that I mean, that was the beginning of the fail. That's the weird thing about all this. You had the emotional GM talking about losing and failing in front of that home crowd in, right. the, in the playoff game. Two straight at years. At the combine. And then you fast forward from that to draft night trading – one of your two or three most important players. The, uh, trading, so how does that make you better? Not even that. Let's just describe it as this. They traded one of the players that embodies everything That's, that they describe look, in the player if, that they want. If you want to make the argument that than they are. if you want to make the argument that if you make that move, we're gonna be better right now because of this, then show it. Or at least explain it. But that's just a weird You know what it is to me? It's a guy getting emotional because he knew they just missed every chance they've had. It's also a guy getting emotional, quite frankly, because 
it plays well. John Robinson's really well, well liked only, in this market, and when he—it's he, not fake. But when he does that, it's he knows fake. people will love. It's it. not fake. I'm and not saying was, it's that fake. That was a month and a half well, before I'm, they I'm traded AJ Brown. I, I feel like you need to get over that, get to work at the combine. Well, I feel like that's also know, uh, a his, Kyle his Phillips is, is doubtful baby. now. Okay. In addition to all of that's this, pr- stuff. they're probably better off there based on how he returns punts. Yeah. Well, no, he's one of their better receivers. That he can't return punts. Let's talk about that for a second. Kyle Phillips can't be put back there to return punts, all right? The options, Traylon Burks, you can't get Traylon Burks hurt. I'm playing the hurt game now. Yep. You can't get Robert Woods hurt. You can't get Amani Hooker hurt. The, the depth at receiver is very poor, and Amani Hooker, the, the depth behind him is very poor. I mean, I, I don't like Mason Kinsey, but I would call up Mason Kinsey just to catch damn punts and get you four yards. What, what do you do at punt returner if you're Tennessee? The fact that they're, I mean, they name Kyle Phillips the starter week two of the preseason, and they don't name anyone starters in preseason. The fact that we're even discussing this is a major whiff. I, I want to blame the shoulder injury, but it's more than that because it's two consecutive weeks. Yeah, he didn't have the shoulder injury the first the first uh, week. Guys, it's looking a disaster. Looking at the uh, Power Five conferences across college football. Here are your unbeaten teams. And let's just go rapid fire here as, as we will uh, transition to college here to begin our number two. In the SEC, Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, and Arkansas are all unbeaten going into uh, what we see right now as the last unbeaten teams. Guys, would we... Is it Alabama or Georgia? Last year, I would have said Bama. No, we're last, not. We're not including Tennessee in this list of unbeaten. We, well, we should. Yes, it's not listed. Yes, we should put Tennessee. But Chad, you bet Florida, so I didn't include that. Yeah, okay. he, um, he skipped high. I'm sorry. I'm looking ahead a week. Um, last year, I would have told you that Alabama and Georgia were going to meet in the SEC championship game as unbeaten. I would double down on that right now for both teams. You know, I, I feel great about Georgia. I don't feel great about Alabama. They, they win They are a team games. that every year under Nick Saban, though, what you would say about Alabama is they are so damn talented and they will never beat themselves. So they will just systematically dispatch of every team that's good because they're never going to commit penalties, turnovers, things that will beat themselves. I don't buy that now for a second straight year. They well, are a team that is mistake prone. Well, they lost last year, to your point. By doing that at a and Now, they, they still may be talented enough to win every game, yeah. you know, and, and be there. I, I think they're well-coached enough to win every game, even granted, when they make but those mistakes. I, I'm just not as con- – I feel like th- these mistakes will eventually catch them. So it's Georgia. Against a good team. Hands down, But they should have lost to Texas, and it's they hands found, down and Georgia they found a way to win. Yeah, it's hands down you know? Georgia to me. But again, being close to Texas for Alabama, as crazy as this sounds to every it's other fan loss. in college football, is a loss for them. But that's because how they make it to the playoffs. Because if they play fundamentally win sound, for everybody else. Nick because Saban football with their talent, they're winning by three touchdowns. But they last year, the, this year was Texas. Last year, close against LSU, close against Florida. I mean, there were there were others. They, oh, they, they still they, win. They lost a and They win the tight games. They find a way. Bryce Young is very just calm in the moment, and he makes the play in the fourth quarter to help them win. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure what the question is. I'm just saying... They, last unbeaten team. They and lost, I think it's teams here. They lost to Georgia for the national title. That's a loss for Alabama fans, not winning the sure. national title. Yeah. 
So it's Georgia. It was a rebuilding year, and they lost in the it's national Georgia. title Georgia game. looks to me like an even better team because their offense is a lot better. So I think it's hands down Georgia. In the Big Ten, I'm looking. In the Big Ten, is it as simple as Ohio State or bust for the last unbeaten team? No. Uh, I think Michigan has been very impressive against a bad schedule, and I think Penn State can compete. I've seen enough from them and Singleton, the, the, the stud freshman running back. He's, he's solid. I think they could compete with both. It's Ohio State. I mean, if I'm handicapping it, they're certainly the one that's in the top. But I think both Michigan and Penn State will compete with Ohio State. I, I want to see how Ohio State takes care of Wisconsin this weekend. But, Hutton, to, to your question, it is Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State in that order. But I think it's closer than maybe we thought. And we see, we see Penn State, Michigan match up in two weeks, I believe. And then a month from now is when they when they'll take on uh, they'll host the Buckeyes. I think it's Ohio this. State. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I mean, I just think Ohio State's going to be in the better. title game. They no, should I, be. They're number one to me in the conference, but I do think it will be closer than we think. Chad, I want to say in the ACC it's Clemson here. They're starting the wrong quarterback for me to lean that way. Well, that's just that's just a fact. The better quarterbacks on the bench. They're, is, they're being held back here. This is difficult because Clemson does not have a 2022 offense right now. And what I mean by that is that the, the best teams, they are capable of putting 60 on you at any point. And, and that's, that's across college football right now. Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, go down the list. Penn State just put up 41 at Auburn in a yep. game. Clemson can't do that right now. They are not a good offense at all. Yeah, it's 24-6 instead. But I don't buy Wake Forest or NC State at all. I've never bought NC State. I don't think Wake Forest has the talent to really beat a Clemson or a top team in college football. So it's Clemson. So As much as I want to go with another team, it's Clemson. In there that, will be in that one conference. remaining after this within the next two weeks because we have Clemson-Wake Forest this week. October 1st, we get NC State hosting Clemson. In a game they've had circled for a year. Yeah, it's Clemson. Well, scheme can only get you so far. I'm taking you know, NC State. I'm doubling down on it. Dave Clawson's got a great scheme, and it can only get you so I'm far. Hedging. NC State, just never been a big believer. I think from a talent standpoint, NC State has the best chance at challenging Clemson, but it's Clemson's conference. So in the Pac-12, it's USC and Washington. To me... USC is one of the last two unbeatens remaining when we get to mid-November. I think USC is a playoff team. When did I they mean, play I, I think Utah. that they, they have they been a lot better, well, a lot play quicker. For sure. They play at the end than I thought. The championship game. They, they also play in Salt Lake City coming up at some point this year. I know they have a game on the road at, at Utah, but I, I think USC is the best team in the Pac-12 from what I've seen so far. They've got a test coming up. You know, at Oregon State this week, um, I I don't think you can dismiss Oregon based on how they played against BYU. Their offense looks okay. The, they have the guys. I mean, if we're if we're just talking talent, it is USC, Oregon, Washington, Utah. If you're looking at star well, ranking, if USC we're star is gazing, at Utah. It's in that order. USC is at Utah, October fifteenth. Yeah, I knew it was, it was sometime in October. So with I, I'm in, taking USC though. In regards to Oregon, though, they have Bo Nix, and with him, it's it is it is a roller coaster season. Well, we saw that at Auburn. They have such a specific route to success, which is running the ball very effectively, and Bo Nix being a part of that running game 
and then spot spotting some big pass plays. And that's just not going to get it done against the very best right. it's in America. You can't, we saw what that was against the very best in America. I, I just think Oregon's schedule. I, I don't love Bo Nix, but Oregon, they play – they host Washington on November 22nd. That's and they're the one first of the unbeaten big, Washington is. That's the first big game. Um, in the Big 12, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I want them unbeaten when they meet in November. Yeah. Because yeah. it'll Where be the end of Bedlam. Is that, is that always uh, neutral? Oh, no. No, it'll no, be, it'll no. be on, it, at, at a campus. I'm not sure which one, but um, that's always rotating on campuses. I, I like Oklahoma. I like what I saw against Nebraska, albeit maybe one of the five worst Power Five conference schools in Nebraska. But I like what I've seen from Oklahoma so far. I, I think Baylor's got a chance to still be relevant in this race. I'm not seeing a lot more outside of that. That's I don't think Oklahoma. Iowa State's as good. Um, Kansas is a nice story. They're not going to compete for a conference title. So I, I like Oklahoma. November 19th, and then uh, you mentioned Baylor. Baylor will play... Uh, they host Oklahoma State in two weeks. I'll go Baylor. I, I'll stick. To, week, I'll actually. stick to my guns. From uh, I won't hedge on this one. I'll take Baylor. Uh, I, I think it comes down to Georgia and USC is the last two unbeaten in college football. Yeah, Georgia's pretty damn good. I'll I'll go Georgia until I see something else. I just think it's everyone's playing Georgia sport right now. They're that good. Now, well, you can also now say there they're playing, a, a, different, teams, they're playing, they're playing the a different sport. Yeah. yeah, there are also a few. And Georgia's schedule is pretty weak to be an SEC schedule, quite yes. frankly. Well, wait until you see next year's schedule. But going back to Clemson and why the I just don't. I don't believe in Clemson and Oregon. I said there's a very specific route to where they're going to have success against good teams, and it has to work out this way. We don't ever say that about Georgia no. or Ohio State because every time Ohio State lines up in a shotgun, they could do any number of things to defeat you thoroughly on that play, right? The Even options on are unlimited. They Even on fourth it, and one when you want to sneak. They can hand it off to one of their great running backs. They can yeah. throw it deep. They can get a screen pass that's going to beat you. The best teams in college football, Alabama's the same way. The best teams in college football, you can say that about. I think a football ticket, Hutton, part of what you pay for, no matter how big a fan you are of the home team, a little bit of it is about who's coming in. That Georgia home football season ticket next season – is 100% about the dogs. We'll yeah. talk about it more, but you look yeah. at who's coming in to Georgia next year, there, there's like zero interest in the opponent. Let me say this about our game of the week also between Tennessee and Florida. I would describe Tennessee's offense as the exact same way. They can beat you any number of ways every time they snap it. That They have one of the best offenses in the country. Now, they don't have the athletes on defense that Georgia and Alabama has right now, but if you're looking at best teams in the country – which Vegas does, and we said they have Tennessee fifth, I think it's for that reason. Because they can just beat you so many ways offensively running, passing vertically, passing horizontally. There's a lot of things they can do. Coming up, we preview the NFL's top games of the weekend, and then later this hour, Paul's money line props to make you some money based on Sunday's matchups. It's all straight ahead on OutKick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. 
Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Top Sunday games for the NFL, just based on intrigue here. Not record, intrigue. Intrigue. In week three. The intrigue rating. Uh, either the Titans or the Raiders are in big trouble. I think it's it's more of an emphasis on Vegas winning this game because of their division and the fact that the Titans... So the Titans are going to wrap up their series with the Colts by, I, I believe, October 23rd. The Colts will have wrapped up their two games with the Jags and the Titans by either October 23rd or October 30th. It's one of the two. So they're done with two-thirds of the AFC South opponents before the November even rolls around. It, it's crucial for the Titans, but I think it's more of an emphasis on the Raiders at 0-2, uh, where we have two desperate teams. The Raiders, by the way, favored by two on the road here in Nashville. Titans can't cover, and now they can't rush. Uh, Bud Dupree's out. Uh, Harold Landry's can't out cover, for the season. Can't rush. Let, let's continue. <laughs> uh, that means you have to score. They can't score. Can't score. The running game can't get going, and they're keyed around that. The running back doesn't well, look good. The offensive line is terrible. Success, but at least they have no explosive receivers. It, it really, so uh. I've been asked about this a lot this week. What, what do the Titans have to do and all the issues? It really, it, it's very simple. It's Derrick Henry or bust. And I have been shouting this from the rooftops all offseason. It is Derrick Henry or bust. The offensive line is terrible. Henry has not been good to begin. They have to get him going. Or they're losing this game. He runs in a sand pit a lot during yeah. training camp practices. He looked like he was running in a quick sand pit in Buffalo. Yes, he did. Chad, your, your vibe of this game. So, do you guys remember the last time the Titans matched up with Devontae Adams? I do. Was that that 44-14 game? a very game? cold night in Green Bay, Wisconsin, I was there if I remember. During COVID. It Sunday was, night game. I was there as well. There no and crowd. I remember just marveling at the it was footwork. Snowing. It was a beautiful scene. Uh, Devontae yeah. Adams took a just, out in the just churning up the Titans left and right with his footwork and yeah. his route running. Now, he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers throwing to him in this game, but Derek Carr is not bad. He's not been very good. He has his college quarterback throwing So down. far this season. Devontae Adams is about to terrorize this Titans defense and their defensive backs and their lack of any pass rush with the guys they have injured. I think the Titans season... It's going to be a long season. The Titans season is officially into it's going to be a long season territory on Sunday. You know, if you have a Titans membership site, that's not a good thing. No, we... Well... (laughs) Well, or, or, it, or it could be because people can but go. But Paul, invent. you want extremes. Like I think apathy in the middle is the worst thing for you. No, Ken Wizenhart would have been the worst thing. Well, for some, yeah. someone with a Titans pay site like yourself, if it's really bad, it can also be good. If it's mm. bad in a season where it should not be bad. Well, here's bad. where yeah, they come for explanation for a while, then they here's, lose. But here's the problem: where it's really bad when you know no one's getting fired. That's not good for you. No one's getting fired. When it's really bad and there's someone getting really, fired, you know what it is? You can start speculating. No Todd Downing's not getting fired? I don't think so. Well, let's... let's Craig Ackerman? No. <laughs> Craig Ackerman, I have said. I He's said not. this on, on my pod. I think Craig Ackerman's going to outlast Mike Vrabel, and I think Mike Vrabel's going to be here for <laughs> t- 10 years. That's hilarious. So let, let's take a step he back. He may be the next head coach. Todd Downing. <laughs> Could be. Todd Downing was a big emphasis last year on why they didn't accomplish more 
even when they were healthy, early on and then postseason. So, and I realize they had to dumb it down due to injuries. But now they have Tim Kelly, the offensive coordinator. Not it. The offensive coordinator they wanted to interview, but the Texans would not give them permission before they hired Todd Downing. You're not seeing the influence. We saw the Jim Schwartz well, influence on Shane Bowen. Now he got he got personnel though. Downing so hasn't gotten personnel, but we're not seeing I, Tim I, Kelly's I fingerprints. Jim Schwartz doesn't even qualify here because they not actually the gave Tim title. Kelly a He's title not, not and the they title. allow the guy to speak to the media. So beyond that, to me, you'll see the influence when they fire Todd Downing because the offense continues to sputter well, against opponents they should be I, scoring against. I think against. well before that, they would just give him the play calling behind the scenes and not say anything. Next week is a massive game for both the Colts and the Titans. Win or lose this week? Massive. Huge for jobs in the, the Colts, coordinators. Colts are losing this Colts. week. Colts are playing the Chiefs. I don't know if that's on this list, but th- that's going to be a blowout it, also. If the Colts get blown out by the Chiefs, Which they will. it is a pink slip game next week. And not for the Titans coaching staff. It is for the Colts. I think it was a pink slip game last week. It's It's... Should have been last we year. Got, by the way, we're not going to talk about it because it's not one of the best games of the week, but there's a pink Let's, slip game going on in Auburn this weekend, too, between Missouri yeah. and Auburn. I don't, More so hap- for Brian Harson. That's happening, but it's not happening this week. Probably Missouri's not, not, not this week, good. but if Missouri looks awful and gets whipped by a just downtrodden Auburn program, the clock is ticking. We're looking at Eli Drinkwigs in a very different well, way moving forward. And if Auburn loses to Missouri... Harson could be gone by well, Monday. Well, keep in mind, Missouri got whipped by Kansas State, who just got beat by Tulane. Let's discuss Bills and Dolphins. And, Back and we, to the NFL. We tie in the, the top, to me, the top game of the week here. There's a great game. Paul, with your discussion of McDaniel, and uh, he, he's tying in all things with uh, run game, pass game, first-time coordinator, run game coordinator in San Francisco, and for Kyle Shanahan. And he's showing video of Allen Iverson. I uh, I love the the idea of a coach going outside of football and using examples. I also love the idea that that he his players uh, or guys who've who've worked under him before are willing to talk about it. I don't think he hears this from a, from a former player and uh, is discouraged about it. This is uh, I'm forgetting who it is. Play it and we'll. He wouldn't show us film of like football releases. He would show us Allen Iverson film. And he would say a, a, a release. The reason why a basketball crossover is so effective because they have to show you every part of their body moving in one direction before they cross over. Right. There's no rush to it. And he would teach us. We'd be at practice and we'd be doing crossovers. And so have you ever seen the clip of of Stefan Diggs doing his release and he's faking like he has a basketball in the football game? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where that comes from. And so he would break down basketball tape for us to show us how to implement it in a game, and it worked. That's Andrew Haskins, who played for McDaniel when he was with the Browns. Okay. I think that's brilliant coaching. Uh, Mike McDaniel, to me, is, is fascinating because he's very unassuming. He's been kept in the shadows to some extent, although during the 49ers playoff run last year, they were allowing him to speak to the media because I believe – Shanahan thought he could get some interviews, right? Postseason. Helped him tremendously. And that propelled him in a year where Miami wanted a certain tier of coach and they end up bringing back Tua and pairing him with Mike McDaniel um, on a second or third interview. I, everyone thinks this guy is going to fail. 
because they don't really know him, and he's a history major from Yale. And I, I think he could hit a home run here because they have, they have gone all in on everyone except the head coach and the quarterback. And because of that, the head coach and the quarterback are going to look great. If you like, if they brought back the, the the defensive staff from last year, so it's not like they have a new defensive coordinator. The same guy's back, and so they're running the same system, and they've brought in three new running backs, Tyreek Hill paired with Waddle. They've moved Jacecki around. Jacecki complained a bit about, it, I believe, in the preseason. Well, but he's more of a blocker. But he's, I, I've got him on my fantasy team, so I know he's producing. It's a very intriguing concept given the fact that no one expected them to really do much because they whiffed in the offseason on who they really wanted, which was Deshaun Watson at quarterback because they tried to trade for him in November of last year, or uh, late October, and they wanted Sean Payton. And we know that through the investigation that's gone on with Sean Payton and Tom Brady with ownership there. I don't know if the Dolphins win this game, but I think they score. In this game. They Buffalo can't... held the Rams to 10, the Titans to 7. I think the Rams were a struggling offense. I think the Titans are a bad offense. I think Miami's a good offense. I think Miami will score in this game. There, there's, I need to come up with a better Mike McDaniel impression, but he's got another great quote this week where he's just talking about his team handling success, and he said, I think in life we spend way too much time basking in the glow of victory or wallowing in self-defeat, and we just have to get past that and then just go on to the next task. But the way I he like delivered it. it and said it, I'm thinking, makes, makes a lot of sense for this game with his team now at, at 2-0. I, I love the guy. Uh, I love what he's doing with Tua right now. It, this is a big-time big time game. Yeah, I, I, I look wrote, forward to watching. I wrote about McDaniel uh, in June, about how I, I thought he was the most fascinating story that we were not talking about. And I tied it in with my column with Stetson Bennett in college. Because if you YouTube him, there, there are coaching seminars where he is there with McVeigh and Shanahan, and they're both sitting down. And I don't know what these coaches, high school coaches, college coaches have paid to be there, right? Yeah. Um, and there are familiar faces throughout the NFL and the media that are there as well from NFL films. And seeing those guys sit there and watching McDaniel on the mic go through film, you understand how he connects with players because he's telling you like, hey, if you were Debo Samuel, I would be telling you this right now, making sure that you didn't do this again the following week. And then he goes through the whole thing and he's setting you up for success instead of just throwing something against the wall and you're hoping it sticks. The fact that they're 2-0 and and the fact that they came back in the fourth quarter is going to, to me, that's going to play out over the course of the season, McDaniel, in his favor because now you know the guy, this guy may know more than what I thought he did whenever he took the head coaching job. He may be setting me up for success. He's been telling me that, and now what he's done is helping Tua, so it's going to help me. I'm going to trust this guy. Small sample size. That's very big. Early indications are excellent. Meanwhile, Buffalo is Terrific. a different animal. But if they beat the Bills, we are talking next week about Miami, not just as a playoff contender. They're the opposite of the Titans. The Titans should be a Super Bowl contender this year based on the trajectory. But not based on the Miami, team. based on where they are last year and the years prior, should be a playoff contender. I think we swap the two next week based on results. And if the week. Bills win this one, I mean, they're a really you know, team of destiny type, and they, type yeah, deal. And they've done everything perfectly 
uh, to begin the season with two 12-win teams going down to them. Uh, Rams and Cardinals, I don't know about you. Uh, this is the first 325 kickoff we're going to preview. I think the Rams destroy Arizona. This is in Glendale on Sunday. I agree. Um, Cardinals, the good things they've done have been primarily improvisational, and you can only get so much of that. How many times is your quarterback going to get 21 seconds to, to well, run around 85 yards to gain not five yards but or we, seven yards? They were the last unbeaten team based on improv last year. Yeah. You know, so they can go on a roll with this, but the Rams, like, there's got to be this some construct. There's got to be some construct. The Cardinals had their had their number a couple of years ago and last year, uh, and I know that Sam Fran's coming up for the. To me, this is uh, the Rams should win this game on the road Sunday against a bad Cardinals. It, team. it feels like a get right game, even though both teams are one and one, mm-hmm. and the Cardinals got right in a twenty point comeback in a win in Vegas last week. Uh, if I'm betting on someone to get it right, it's the Rams, from what I've seen so far. So I I like the Rams. Uh, let me rewind briefly on the on the Bills for as much praise as we gave them. Defensively, there no Micah Hyde. He's been ruled out. Uh, Jordan Phillips has a sack and four quarterback pressures through or four quarterback hits through his first two games. He's out. Uh, Jackson, the the uh, the corner who was corner, yeah, yeah that's very off. good. He's nickel. out, knocked out. Nickel. And yeah, Ed Oliver up. will miss his second consecutive game. Yeah, he's also out. It's amazing, yeah, amazing yeah. that the you. Titans managed to injure anyone in that game with that offensive performance. I know uh, Jackson hit his own player, I believe. Uh, Packers and Bucks. This is among my road upsets, underdog upsets. I'm taking Green Bay on the road in Tampa. Tight game. Um, Green Bay's injury report isn't much better when you look at who has not practiced this week. But Tampa's down some top talent, and they're struggling offensively. Their defense is legit. They've allowed just 13 points so far. I think the Bucks have been shockingly fortunate uh, with their offensive injuries and lack of production. Like you're saying, the defense has carried them, but I don't know that they, they've faced Rodgers uh, trying to find his footing here. I, I, I'm with you. I'm expecting the Packers to open things up and find some real production. Already down Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. Now Mike Evans suspended for the game. The Packers look good in this one. How much are they getting I, I, out of Cole I, Beasley in, in well, the, after I think a couple Paul, of days' your work? Point, their, defense, their defense They're, has been very good through two weeks. They, they, it feels fortunate because of who they've been lacking offensively, especially with the offensive they've line scored 20 issues. and 19, I think. Yeah, it catches up to them this week. So the, their most dynamic receiver, people may laugh at this, is Scotty Miller this week. Who's very much Russell Gage three and Rashad Perriman are also their top receivers uh, to this point. Uh, finally... 49ers Broncos is listed, uh, and for good reason, this is Sunday Night Football. Pivotal game for Nathaniel Hackett. Chad's me. guy. Chad's so, no apostrophe this, guy. This has it's not been pivotal a, for me. It's a, the, the Don's yeah, cast. Yeah. Uh, to, to me, <laughs> if, if the 49ers come in here with Garoppolo, because I think Garoppolo makes them better, Bosa's off to a defensive player of the year type start. He's been great. He had 19 and a half sacks if you count the, count the playoffs. We do. We count the playoffs on the numbers. Phenomenal season, and he started where he left off. If they come in and disrupt the offensive line of Denver, and Russell Wilson is struggling to score points because they did that last week against Houston, and the 49ers come on the road and win this on Sunday night, Hackett, to me, could be a one-and-done type coach. Yeah. Niners are going to come in there and roll. Hackett is a one-and-done type coach. He's a guy – I'm sure he's a nice man. 
right now it seems like his biggest quality is that he played really good ping pong with Aaron Rodgers and became buddies with him. And Aaron Rodgers talked him up to everyone. And he had two MVP seasons with Nathaniel Hackett coaching with him, coaching him, I say with air quotes. Um, yeah, it, it, Niners. Here's the thing about Hackett. Give he, me the Niners bit. Hackett, Hackett was hired by the old owners and the team was sold right after that. So you're in a really precarious position because they're looking at him and every really gaffe he makes. He was hired by his GM. Yeah, right? every gaffe he makes thinking like, hey, I got huge money and, uh, you know, there's some guys out there that I could go get at any price. I, I think, though, this would be tight. I like the Niners, but not big. The difference in this, though, is just, to me, discipline, coaching. What's happening outside our door it's right now, open. by the way, is the just Broncos, amazing. The Broncos lead the league right now with 103 <laughs> penalty yards per game through two weeks. If they do this, they're getting destroyed on Sunday night. Oh Giants and Cowboys should have been listed here. This is a very intriguing game based on what how the Giants have been playing and what Jerry Jones has said about the quarterback situation. A lot of people are into Cooper Rush well, after uh, one game. We'll talk about what we just saw right outside our door yeah, we, when, we, when, we, when we return. We'll, we'll give you the full blow-by-blow. Blow. That and, was an amazing sequence. And we have Paul's money line yes. props. They've been, uh, been hitting. Oh, I'm on a streak. We're rich because of Paul's picks on Fridays. Uh, time to double up whenever we come back on Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. DraftKings, they got the props for you this Sunday, and PK's got your winners. Outkick 360 rolls on. Here we go. Here we go. We have won three of four um, for two weeks. That totals, gentlemen, six of eight. That and means I, I will say I feel plus money. I feel less good about <laughs> this week. Greg Zerline uh, of the Jets, plus one and a half field goals at plus 110. Cincinnati. Uh, gave up 20 points to Pittsburgh, 17 at Dallas. I think the Jets will score two touchdowns in this game. I'm going to give Zerline the benefit of the doubt that he's going to hit both extra yep. points. Plus one and a half field goals at plus 110. Number two, Michael Pittman, who did not play last week for the Colts. Plus 130 for an anytime touchdown. Look, they're playing the Chiefs. They are going to force the ball to their best guy. He's coming off this quad injury. He's got no injury designation this week. I, I think this one's very solid. He's playing. I, I feel great he about this today. one. He is Love playing. this one. Number three. Uh, we're going kicker again, a little bit different. This question is basically, will the Dolphins score? against and this is uh, pats those are points after touchdown little s this is kind of like the chads without the uh apostrophe yeah pat little s not pats like patriots um jason sanders the kicker for your dolphins will he have over two and a half 
extra points. I say yes. That means I think the Dolphins are scoring three touchdowns against Buffalo. I think this is going to be more of a shootout game. This is plus 155. I like it. And finally, I went kind of into Hutton's territory here. San Francisco at Denver. I think Denver puts up a defensive fight in this game. I don't think it's particularly high scoring. I think the spread is only one and a half. I went into a band here. I think San Francisco wins this game by between one and six points. And if they do, it's plus 350. So these are the four. Zerline over one and a half field goals. Pittman anytime TD. Jason Sanders over two and a half extra points. San Francisco to win by between one and six. If I keep up my pace, three out of four of these will hit. So I I love them all except for the last one because based on the way you're betting that, it's either the defense is stopping Russell Wilson or bust because I don't think Garoppolo's driving the 49ers down for a game-winning drive. I think it's the defense that would come up with a play that would hold a lead against Wilson and the and the Broncos. I'm just looking at it going? as a yeah, I'm just looking at it as a tight, a tight game. Tight game. Is is my Well, I, I immediately go to okay, Sunday night football. Here here we go. Final drive, chance to go down. Field goal wins it, right? 49ers defense. Well, if is, a field goal wins it, if a field goal wins it, Hopefully it's San Francisco's well, then, field goal. I will bet that Hackett, because it's me betting against yes. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, and Hackett so would in. be late to get a play call you like in. The other There's three? a delay of game, 10-second runoff. I love the Michael Pittman anytime touchdown. Brent Hubs joins us. We will preview the top game of the college football weekend, Tennessee and Florida in Knoxville. We head to Vault Quest next on Outkick 360.